0: These debates have become virtually unwatchable. I I was so unamused last night. Oh, here's a bunch of insane people on a stage talking about how they wanna take away your rights. I mean, I don't hate all of them, but I hate most of them. And the good news is there's nine more of these things that you get to enjoy. I'd rather run into traffic, but they do make me feel confident about 2020 because what these people are campaigning on absolutely cannot guarantee a win for them at all. In a few short years, they went from this I'm not here to take away your guns to this Hell yes, we're gonna take your AR-15, your AK-47 Woo! Well, good luck, you fake Latinx So in this debate, you had the moderators who I hated. They were like the social justice warrior team with Jorge Ramos. Oh, soy un hombre mexicano con derecho, blah, 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 blah. Latinx are under attack in this country, belong to us. You know, what are you going to do about it? And then you had the uh, black moderator. Oh, I'm a strong black woman. Really? That's hilarious. Speaking of strong black women, Kamala Harris, she made me want to jump off of a building. So unlikable. So fake. So obnoxious. And then, you know, you had Bernie Sanders, who like appeared to be sick. Was he sick? What was wrong with his voice? Biden hung in there, barely. He did at one point say, oh, I'm the vice president. No, you're not the vice president anymore. And then his teeth fell out. So there was that. And then you had Booty Judge. He, you know, He was his normal seething self, barely keeping himself from blowing a gasket on stage. But it seemed like for most of the debate, Biden knew where he was, which is, of course, an accomplishment for him. So you had a bunch of crazy people saying crazy stuff. Medicare for all. Take away your guns. Take away your cars. We know that's what you want to do. So- for me, this was not anything new. You know, we've gotten used to them saying crazy stuff on stage. But it is astonishing how radical they've become. You know, at a minimum, they used to pretend they still believe in the Second Amendment. Now they are unabashed in their disdain for it. You know, Beto, Beto, you got to sit with a softy because he's a soft man. He's this kind of dull character in these debates. He has no ideas aside from wanting to take your guns. And he's not the only one who wants to take your guns. Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, they are also in favor of mandatory buybacks. Biden, Sanders, and Warren, they want voluntary buybacks. But buybacks, they can't buy back your guns. They never owned your gun. We do not purchase our guns from the government. Buyback is a nice way of saying confiscate. You know, it's like if I came up to you and I said, I'm going to have to buy back that car from you. Uh, Well, I didn't buy it from you. And then I went and took it anyway. So they say these crazy banana things like, hell, yes, we're going to take your gun. And then they're baffled when the response from uh, not just conservatives, average Americans is total shock and horror. You know, Beto, he's promising that as president, he will authorize the federal government to steal your property in violation of your God-given right to defend yourself. So Briscoe Kane, he's a Republican member of the Texas House of Representatives, said, quote, My AR is ready for you, Robert Francis. That's, of course, Beto's real name. And Beto said, This is a death threat, Representative. Clearly, you shouldn't own an AR-15 and neither should anyone else. Huh, that's funny, because that's not what he used to think, you know, way, 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 way back uh, last year. This is what he said. I own an AR-15. A lot of our listeners own AR-15s. Why should they not have one? Um, to be clear, they should have them. If you purchase that AR-15, if you own it, keep it. Um, continue to use it responsibly. I, I think Texas has a real opportunity to lead on this issue right now because we so jealously guard that Second, De- uh, Second Amendment. Um, we believe in it. We'll defend it. Uh, we we have this proud, rich tradition of hunting, of owning uh, guns for self-defense, for sport, for collection, as, as you may own that AR-15 for, just because it is fun to shoot. It is fun to shoot, he's right. But now, he's coming for your AR-15. And if you wanna stop it, he's gonna call the FBI. Yes, Beto reported Briscoe Kane to the FBI. That wasn't a death threat. That's a promise to defend himself against a tyrannical government. These people really think that Donald Trump's rhetoric is responsible for every evil in the world, but their rhetoric is sacred and undeserving of criticism our favorite person, Meghan McCain, she says there would be a lot of violence if you try to confiscate AR-15s. You know, I guess, yeah. So a broken clock's right twice a day. I mean, it's Meghan McCain. But I mean, what else can you reasonably expect? The AR-15 is the most popular rifle here in America. There are anywhere between five and 10 million of them in this country. So What's going to happen when you show up to 10 million people's homes and say, give us your self-defense? Want to know what's going to happen? It will start with violence and standoffs like, uh, for instance, what you saw in Waco that ended with children being burned alive in their own home. And then it will end in a full-blown civil war. I get that people are angry about mass shootings. We all are angry about mass shootings. You know, the left likes to pretend empathy is an exclusive trait to them. But no, it's natural to want to do something. The problem is what you're seeing from the Democrats are solutions that only punish law-abiding citizens. They think every gun owner is evil and without a heart. You saw the brilliant Alyssa Milano. She literally said to Ted Cruz in their meeting about gun violence that she needs to believe that he is a human being with a heartbeat. And she wants to look in his eyes and make sure that he actually has a beating heart. That's how toxic this issue has become for them. They no longer think of their fellow countrymen as people. They can't get past their own prejudicial beliefs in order to do something to tackle the issue. Democrats block any Republican legislation that would stop bad guys from getting guns without targeting regular gun owners. law-abiding citizens after sandy hook in 2013 ted cruz and chuck grassley introduced a bill that would strengthen the background check system and prosecute more gun cases that bill got a 52 to 48 vote in the senate with nine democrats on board and it was blocked by the democrats who demanded that it get 60 votes they demanded it was a filibuster oh it doesn't go far enough they said well any farther and you're infringing on the rights of law-abiding citizens, law-abiding citizens like me and like you. And I not only deserve, I have a right to have any gun I want and you should not be allowed to stop me. And that's the point. They don't want anyone to have guns and it's easier to take them from law-abiding citizens. So they go on and on about weapons of war to scare people who don't know about guns into agreeing with them. You can't have a weapon of war, they say. Weapon of war? Weapon of war is about as meaningless of a term as assault weapon. It means nothing. A gun is a tool. If someone tries to invade your home, for instance, and, they, and you hit them with a baseball bat, that's a tool. If you hit them with a baseball bat, does that mean it's no longer a baseball bat, but it's a, an assault bat? They want to make up silly, meaningless phrases while refusing to pass any reasonable legislation. And I think it was part of a long-term strategy to get to this point. They block any reasonable legislation so that they can complain about nothing getting done, and then they use mass shootings as an excuse to justify their extreme action. It's their my way or the highway And my way happens to be totalitarian attitude that is stopping us from making sure the existing background check system is being supplied with accurate information that will block dangerous people from purchasing guns. We've already got laws on the books. If you're a felon, you should not be and you are not allowed to buy a gun. But. In the Sutherland Spring shooting, the shooter was dishonorably discharged, he had a felony conviction and a domestic violence conviction, and somehow he was able to get a gun. So we're not following the laws we already have on the books. He should not have been able to get a gun, but he did because the Air Force didn't report his felony to the database. And the Democrats, they voted against legislation that would have made it a requirement to make it illegal for him to get a gun. The Democrats, they weren't interested in passing that legislation. Because it has never been about reasonable legislation. It has been about gun confiscation. At least this time around, they're being honest about they want to take your guns. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.